The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Hi, this is Fartsnake, and you're listening to the intermediate line with Waltz, Faltsy, and Chris. Heck yeah. This episode of The Intermediate Line is brought to you by Manic Tackle Project, the only company who knows fly fishing as well as you do. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. Energy and let's go. Energy and okay, go. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Welcome to the intermediate line. This is your host, Volty, and the other fella, Chris. Hi, I'm Andy. <laughs> That's too passive to be I Andy, like, dude. I like yeah. carp. <laughs> Shout oh, out man. to Andy. How are you, mate? Hope you're having a great evening. Yeah, mate. How you going, Andy? Hope all your ducks yeah. are in a row, mate, in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what have you been up to? Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, man, I don't know what the fuck's been going on, but since the last month, Beast Brushes has gone fucking gangbusters. It's so busy, um, but I did. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know what's going on. All early in the last month, in the last, since since the beginning of July, but yeah, right. um, I did tax manage to steal maybe. a bit. What tax check? Something like that. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's probably got something to do with tax time. It's uh, it's definitely um, who knows. Don't know. Don't care. Just uh, working and just showing up. But um, but I did manage to steal a bit of time to um to go fishing. Uh, tested out. I uh, didn't test out, but I just just fished um 
fished some flats locally. I uh, was was chasing some queen fish and saw a shitload of flathead, man. And um, just um, yeah. did what I did what I shouldn't have done and cast it cast it fish that I didn't find desirable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't find desirable only to only to pin one and uh, potentially, but it didn't work out that way because the fish I was chasing didn't show up. Wasted my time dicking right. around with something that I didn't want to. Uh, have on. <laughs> that's the time when something glamours swims past. When you're fighting something that's just meh, you know. <laughs> yeah, right, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so what'd you get? So you got you got some nice flatties, did you? Uh, only only I get one because I got I got well, I, you know, like you see them, they just they just shuffle. Like you can you can pick them out. Like they they sit in their lie and stuff like that. They got like a disturbance in the sand and um. Hate to sound like a t- an ad for tonic sunglasses, but those neons are fucking great. <laughs> for, for, yeah, for cutting into like seeing flathead like, like laying in the sand, you know, like it, they're they're pretty hard to tell, but you can you can you can tell. I don't know how to describe it. It's just it's, anyway, you, you can get a pair, you'll find out. Um, get them from Beast Brushes, in fact. Anyway, <laughs> laying on thick so far, but um. And I just, I just chuck, I just, like, I just chucked the fly. I was just bored. I just, you know, you just sit there and you think to yourself, if I don't cast something soon, I'm going to be so cold yeah. when the fish that I want to swim past. So I chucked it at it and pretty much landed on its head. And the thing just, the thing just had to come out of its lie, like maybe, you know, a couple hundred mil. And it just, just smashed that, that shrimp beast. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. But um, it was an all right, all right lizard. Went, went, I didn't measure it. But yeah. It wouldn't be any shorter than 70 centimeters. And yeah. I don't know, maybe maybe mid seventies at the biggest or something like that. But you know, I I I brought it in, and I thought, you know, um, for the sake of following the beef for that new fly, um, I better get a photo of it. Um, and I looked at it and I thought to myself, I could lop the filts off this pretty easy. Eh? It'd be pretty nice. <laughs> but but uh, I decided to throw it back. Yeah, right. It would have yeah, taken yeah. more time to neck it and 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 put it in put it in the esky. Which I don't really have ice in. I just use it to stand on. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd give you a massive height uh, advantage. How to stand on a flathead? <laughs> be, be fucking flat after you stood on it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be, mate. It'd be, it'd be mushhead. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, that does man. It'd be it's like um, eight foot off the water, then, would you? Six foot two plus the height of the esky. <laughs> <laughs> My boat is pretty low to the water. It, oh, it, yeah. It's only it's only got I don't know. It only has six inches out of the water when it's when it's not underway. I reckon. So it's yeah, um so I do need to stand on something. It's very hard to see. Yeah, it's it's much more comfortable to stand on something. You get a much better view. That's for sure. Sure, mate. Yeah. The problem is though, as soon as you, as soon as you, like you, you see something, like I saw a few broom on the flats and stuff like that, and as soon as you move your rod, they pew, they take off. They're like they just crazy hypersensitive you know you, as much as you can see fish they can see you you know that's that's 100 for sure i guess the most ideal thing to do would be spot a fish coming from a mile away get down off your esky and then um and then yeah lock into it you know yeah sure yeah that, yeah. Would, that would be challenging yeah yep absolutely mate yeah yeah i have good been one. um sorry good one it sounds mm. sounds like a lot of fun yeah what do you think of those um, photos I sent you with the um, you've been kept, like uh, we haven't oh, spoken about this this test no, no, on the show yet, have we? Let's, yeah, let's paint the picture for the listeners' sake. So oh, hang is- on, wait, wait, wait. I don't know if we should paint too much of a picture. Let's, let's yeah. just describe the experiment rather than the the brands involved and anything like that. You know, maybe so because I'll reveal it at the end. So it's a, like a weathering test for a variety of hooks. 
Yeah. So yeah. I've got um, I've got three popular brand hooks uh, mm-hmm. that are, that are branded as saltwater hooks uh, sitting mm-hmm. outside uh, in my backyard at the moment to all elements. And uh, let's say the results so far, five days in, uh, oh, well, I wouldn't consider them surprising. They're um, they're doing exactly what I thought they would do. But uh, two of those yeah. kids are doing their own thing. One of them is doing a different thing again. It's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it is pretty. I've seen the photos of people wondering what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's quite illuminating in a bad way uh, so far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be pretty interesting to. Uh, I mean, we talked about it in the in the show with with uh, when we had Mo on that we were gonna we were gonna look at doing a vlog about uh, you know um, you know how much weight you can put on them and stuff like that with your scales and stuff like that. So this was just another another experiment. Uh, and again, I'm sure you could guess the hooks that I'm talking about, but I'm not going to name them yet because I really want to. Um, I'm really excited to show my findings and um, yeah. And uh, yeah, offer like a maybe a collage of, of photos because I've been, as you know, Volts, I've been showing you the pictures. Like I, I take a photo, I've got the name of each hook underneath it, then I've got day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. So every day, uh, and I'll probably I'll probably just leave it for a month, I reckon. Sure. What are we looking? Yeah. yeah, yeah, a month, I reckon. Yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. I, I wonder what we're going to be left with after uh, thirty days. It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm really not surprised as the way it's turning out right now. We're, we're a week into it, and um, and out of three hooks, uh, one's corroding badly, one's starting to corrode, and one looks brand new. Yeah, right. Well, that's um, that'll be really interesting, and uh, and the implications for that, like you know, if you're a um, if you're a, a home tire, like a you know a hobbyist tire, or you're an avid saltwater angler, or you just want to get the best out of your gear. Um, for whatever reason, or you're even a uh, commercial tire, and um, you want to give your customers the the best possible choice, um, yeah, it's an interesting one, eh? I would say this result is probably going to cure some people of the uh, Dunning Kruger syndrome. The Dunning Kruger syndrome. Yeah. I'm just going to make small talk while I uh, Google Google that one, mate. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listeners can pause the show right now if they want to Google that one, and um, and I'm sure that's going to apply to a few commercial tires there. At uh, uh, you know, see how it goes. But um, look, mate, I don't. Uh, I mean, results like this are hard to fudge, especially particularly when you're um, showing a daily progress. Um, and I do it impartially. I'm not making uh, personal comment on on each brand. They are doing what they do based on the design from the manufacturer. So there you go. This is uh, the science behind your success. There you go, mate. Can't argue the science. Or, as I like to say, follow the beef. <laughs> Can't argue the results. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Fuck that would make a good TV, uh, T-shirt, wouldn't it? Follow the beef. Sticker, yeah, follow the beef. <laughs> <laughs> might, uh, might design an intermediate line sticker. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're running short on intros, people, too. So, you know, when you email us and tell us that you want this sticker... Um, or messages that you're interested in this sticker. Um, make sure you message Volty too. He's the one who's going to keep the numbers. But what yeah. the best thing to do is to message Volty at 2:30 a.m. That's when he's most responsive, uh-huh. and um, and keep going till you get a reply. Yeah, yeah. Just keep at me, guys. I'm slack. Uh, sometimes I'm I'm even asleep, you know, and I've got my <laughs> notifications always turned on. Um, yes. So, yeah. Very loud too. You know, like yeah. it's uh, it's hard of hearing. Keep them coming, you dickheads. 
maybe we might do it do it for Christmas or something like that, and uh, we might make a follow the beef shirt. Yeah, yeah. Someone. Follow the beef. This message is proudly is is authorized by the Dunning Kruger Association. Awesome. <laughs> 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 oh fuck, we're hilarious. <laughs> You are. <laughs> oh, come on, Volstan, see yourself short, mate. I'm sure you got a mirror there somewhere, mate. Yeah, yeah. Plenty. Yeah. So, what's up? Oh, man, what do we got for tonight? Uh, just, uh, I just had pasta. Um, and, yeah, um, pasta and a coffee. Yeah, I had a coffee after that. Then a, um, a cigar and a crumpet. <laughs> We've touched all the major food groups there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Pasta, yeah. Cigar, coffee, coffee yeah. and crumpet. Nice one, yeah. Dude. Coffee yeah. and a crumpet. Uh, cigar and a crumpet. Yeah. Yep. Good one. Sometimes I have a bong and a crate. Yeah. Right. Tobacco. Um, Relax. Tobacco. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Craving a. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Not in Canberra. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tonight's guest. Can you tell us a bit about it? Uh, yep. We got um um. Sorry, I just want to get um, his Instagram handle correctly, um, just to make sure, because I've got a habit of like um, thinking I know what um, the names are, and I, I sort of uh, I, da- I fully um, dad them. You know what I mean? You know, make yep. make a dad name out of them. Like for uh, example, you know, we got on Mountain Fly Vic. I could be I could have easily said it without checking it. You know, like dyslexia brain somewhere and gone. Vic Mountainfly or something like that. Yeah, I've been I've been calling him Vic Mountainfly too. It's you a know, dad so brain thing, man. I think it is. Yeah, you get lack of sleep, and you know you're used to explaining things to kids and your wife. And um, yeah, many yeah. times. <laughs> and it's uh, it becomes uh, yeah one of those things. But yeah, um, I was surprised to learn that Vic's not his real name. It's actually James Norney. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not a, a guy who's from, you know, the mountains who fly fishes, whose name's Vic. It's actually James. But he's from the mountains and he fly fishes. I, I thought he uh, was from the mountains and he fly fishes and he makes like a vapor rub or something. Ah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good one. That was really stupid. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know if James prefers to, to be called Jimmy or not, but, um, um, but we could probably find that out. Yeah, that'd be a good question to ask him straight up, eh? So the reason we've got um, James on... Uh, until we find out if he likes being called Jimmy is um, he probably doesn't so my humblest apologies James if you're listening to this and going what the fuck idiots um, but uh, is that he's a very rounded angler a great photographer and has done you know quite a bit of um, his mountain fly in Victoria but you know does does quite a bit of traveling to the salt water as well by the looks and yeah. uh, I believe recently he just went up to um um, the place that most people would like to die and go to heaven, sort of fishing, and that is um, probably uh, the, the Wessels, which seems to be holding some incredible fishery. I mean, you got guys that are fishing for their first time in salt water, scoring like a permit tusky and a bastard in their first day. I mean, geez, mate, have these fish even seen Europeans? <laughs> Who knows? Come on. Who knows? Yeah, but it's. Uh... It looks like an incredible fishery, and uh, but they're eating flexos, mate. Believe it or not. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man. 
leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's all a bit of fun, mate. Jesus. Yeah. You know? Nah. One, one, what are we, 102 episodes in? If you're shocked at this point, come on. Nah. Look, it's not like I've ever given anyone any shit ever. So, yeah, yep. uh, I'm comfortable with that. What goes around comes around, eh? So, yep. Yeah. Yep. No, look, James has got a, uh, a lot of fish on his page, and um, I've never spoken to him before, uh, but um, so I'm keen to learn more about the dude. But I've known of him, known of him for a long time, man. It's, um, he's been he was he was on social media before I was, so uh, he's one of the first the first pages that I took notice of. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. I'm just looking at his shit now. It's really good. Same year, man. I'm. Yeah. Uh, God, I tell you, I wonder how many times people can pick up through the podcast that we've distracted ourselves by engaging in social media during the show, like professionals. I think people would be really disappointed in me if they knew the stuff I was looking at during some of these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't judge people. I've just no. got an active mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> an active mind mm. and uh, active kinks. Stop it. With, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, man. No, fantastic stuff. Well, um, let's get him on. Yeah. Um, all right. No worries. Let's do that. Where are we up to? Yep, we've done an intro. I think that's well enough, a long enough time. Let's do this. All right, welcome back, listeners. Uh, on the on the blower, we have our friend James Norney. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, mate. I just need to check. Just going by our previous episodes, I pronounced that correctly, right? You did. You I took could. the liberty of introducing this time because Volty's been getting it wrong the last couple of episodes. So yeah, uh-huh. you're welcome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good because there was no warm up on that one. Uh, There's no what? Oh, uh, there was no warm up. You didn't ask me. No, was impre- no, which was pretty impressive because most people get it wrong. But I will ask you this: Do you prefer Jimmy or James? Tell me whatever you want. All right, Jimmy. Sounds good. At, uh, <laughs> I, have some, I have some people call me Jamie. I'm like, I've never been called Jamie in my life, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you cook the fish, or is that there's some reason why they call you Jamie? No, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. I'll even respond in my email or text message back. Thanks, James. I still call me Jamie. It's like, oh, shit. I get Got that me. too. People call me Craig quite a bit, or <laughs> or Adam. Yeah. yeah, I get Adam a lot. Yeah. I've even got a half and half and uh, bill of sale that says congratulations, Adam, from from Ash, who I know quite well. It's quite weird. <laughs> I thought I did. Only <laughs> 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 oh, kidding. Uh, anyway, but uh, mate, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you coming on. It's been a couple of false starts. Um, you've been um, hit by the brunt of uh, natural disasters in the last few weeks, which is pretty terrible. Yeah. So it's so mate, it's um, it, I'm glad that we're finally. Uh, the land has dried up and you've finally been able to get on. Thank you. I, I did feel bad because obviously it was, what, two or three times in a row. I was like, oh, look, no power, flooded, house fire next door. It was kind of like, you know, a list of excuses. And I was like, oh, man, they probably think I'm just trying to dodge a bullet here. <laughs> oh, no, mate. The, the news, well, what, what, your, 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 your ability to dodge a show was so convincing that you managed to convince the news networks to also broadcast these fake images of floods and I mean yeah. it was amazing the level you went to, <laughs> yeah. mate. Was, yeah, I think I, I think I sent Volty a picture of the road. How yeah, was that that road picture? It was pretty insane. Hey, yeah. physically couldn't see the road. It was legitimately trees the whole way down the road. 
<laughs> I might go take a picture of my lake next time I want to bail on something too and just say that's the road under there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, can't, can't do it today, mate. Sorry. Flooded out. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, it was, uh, it was legit. And you kind of saved us because, I mean, like it's uh, – if we tried to do the show and, and ram that square peg into a round hole, you know, the way the power was rolling down there and all that sort of stuff, it would have been sketchy. Mm. So, yeah, know. I think it was what two weeks without power or something. Oh, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, rolling on like a generator. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I think it was like 180,000 people in Melbourne without power. So, yeah, it was a fair, fair chunk, you know, of Victoria without power. Did it's, that stop it, some COVID or what? Um, yeah, no, COVID didn't exist during then. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Not until New South Wales came and gave it back to us, you know. <laughs> oh, shots fired early. What are we, three minutes in? No one's mentioned dentition, but there were some teeth in that argument. That was for sure, that uh, that comment. <laughs> Suck it, New South Wales. But, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, no, mate, I guess what I'm, guess I'm saying when I say suck at New South Wales is thanks for making the time again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus yeah we're here let's do it let's do it all right i'm ready you ready volts i'm ready let's do it all right go mate <laughs> <laughs> so uh jimmy um <laughs> let's start off with the basics where can people find you on um on your socials just so that people can uh open it up while we're having a chat and and see what you're about mate um, you can go to Instagram. Yep. You can uh, type in James Norney or Mountain Firebick. You should yeah, be able right. to find me the top there, yeah. Don't type in um, Jamie Norney, please, guys. No. Yeah. Jamie or, or Jimmy Norney or Jimbo no Jimmy. Norney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jim Norney. That, you, you won't find that. Or yeah. Jim Norton or anything like that. Jim yeah. Norton, yeah. yeah. And that's N-O-R-N-E-Y. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better get that out correctly. <laughs> Mate, your, your page is pretty stunning, eh? Like it's, uh, you know, I was saying on the intro that, uh, you know, you were one of the first people I followed when I jumped on Instagram, you know, a while ago, um, that fateful day. Um, you know, your your photography is um is awesome, dude. You, are you are you would you consider yourself to be in photography or, or very lucky with your images? Uh, I guess you could say I'm a professional photographer. Are you? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. That I would do. explain everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do shoot um, professionally sometimes, um, whether that be image, uh, like stills or shooting TV commercials and stuff like that. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah, like, not not just um, not just a good photographer calls himself professional, actual professional. Yep. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and fly fishing guide. Yeah. And yeah, right. It happens to go pretty well together. Yep. Mm. Well, yeah, that was that was uh, that was my next direction to you know, to point out that you are a. Um, are you a full-time? I mean, not full, uh, well. You obviously tell us you're a professional photographer as well, uh, but mixed in amongst that, the other the other um, way you spend your day is is as a professional guide, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a professional trout guide and saltwater guide, yeah. Yeah, both in Melbourne and Cocos Killing Islands. How'd you get started in guiding? Um, oof, that's a good question. Um, Thank you. I think. Thank you. I'm <laughs> very good at this. It's a very good question. Um, <laughs> I think under two it, episodes, I've got as far so, Sorry, mate. Really bad. I was, I I've been asking a good question and talk over the top of you. you know? yeah, that's all right. That's all good. Yeah. Um, I think whenever I was, I was fortunate. When I was twenty-one after my twenty-first birthday. Yeah. Yep. Um, that as my gift, 
a present, turning 21. Um, my parents sent me to Exmouth, and I fished with Al Donald out at Exmouth, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, fuck, it's pretty cool. You know, that, like I always knew that when I was younger, probably, you know, that 12 to 15, that I was like, I want to do something in fishing, whether that be fisheries, whatever. Mm. And then I think after, you know, having that kind of whole week with Alan Mouth, I was like, shit, this would be pretty cool. I think this is like what I want to do. And then, yeah, that's kind of just where I started pursuing that now. Yeah. Yeah, right, eh? Five years. Yeah. Kind of from that moment, yeah. So yeah, thank right, Al okay. for that, you know. <laughs> so messaging today, I'll, uh, I'll spark up that conversation and um, thank him for uh, for bringing you into the fly fishing guiding world. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, right. Okay, that's that's pretty interesting. So it's uh, so was it the intention to uh, to stick with trout right from the way go? And I guess you know, like you you would have. Um, I'm guessing that by by making that decision, it's based on your previous fishing experience or what you are you know, most experienced with. Oh, I'm probably most experienced with carp, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. Um, What's your best yeah. way to cook them? Uh, just on the on the fire. It's pretty Have you good. Tried, you know? tried emptying the vent bank side before? Emptying the vent? Oh, we we, we used to have a uh, a guest, uh, <laughs> not a guest, a, a co-host on here who's um, who was well known for uh, eating carp caviar direct from the vent riverside. Oh. Have you no. never tried that? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's always, there's always, I guess every day is a school day, isn't it? There's always <laughs> a new thing to learn. Yeah. I've seen some, like, interesting videos of people just grabbing fish and just stripping them into their mouths, but not with carp, though. <laughs> yeah, you know? wow. There you go. I, I haven't seen that. But no? uh, I'm, I'm not falling for that either. I'm not going to put that in my Google search history. But I'm just... No, I've, <laughs> I've, I've seen a professional <laughs> AFL player do that one. Yeah. Oh, there we, you won't go. we won't mention names, but, yeah, I've seen a video of that one. Yeah, That's what men's <laughs> netball will do to you, I guess, hey. <laughs> so james getting back to um your your instagram page i can see some really cool skype footage oh sorry skype i see some really cool <laughs> drone yes footage. we're using skype yeah <laughs> see really really cool drone footage of um someone getting multiple leads from carp one after another i think there's three consecutive casts yeah um, if you look closely you'll probably see about 60 carp there wow yeah, if you watch whenever the last hook up, you probably see them all flying out from the top left or something. Yeah, it was a shit laugh. I should send you the videos after this, but it was that was pure like, yeah, that was hard not to catch a fish. I think in that short clip, I hooked three fish. Yeah, Two fish. yeah, yeah. Wow, there's a, a lot of that's fish. Magic is that? Is that a special carp holy land or what? Oh uh, yeah, that's it's called Lake Eildon. Right. Mm. Uh, no, it's just, I guess you get, get to a certain time of year, you know, spring, it becomes pretty easy, you know, that yeah. spring going into summer, you know, those fish kind of pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn. Spring you know, into action, all, you'd say. Yeah, yeah, pretty much spring into action. And we've got those kind of freshly kind of flooded um, banks. The fish really push up, just throw a glow bug in them and they just scoff that down. Wow. Hmm. That's yeah, pretty interesting, right. mate. So, do do you guide carp? I wish people would say, "Hey, James, can we go carp guided fishing?" Because I'd love that. But no, <laughs> really, people don't. Yeah. People don't. That's that's. I yeah. find that uh, yeah, pretty fascinating. Really, you know, mm. it's uh, 
I think carp are the the best freshwater fish you can catch, in my opinion. Let's let's relax, mate. We got we got barramundi to contend with there as well. You know, does that does that really count? Man, is it now? I'm understanding why Victoria gets hammered by natural disasters like that, mate. Because you're, you're, now you're playing around with God's creation, right? What <laughs> happens if you catch it in salt water? Does it count as a freshwater fish? That, that I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't know, mate. It's a, I don't live far enough north to uh, to have them in salt water regularly, yeah. anyway. You're forgiven then. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> let's let's not mention brim from this point on, okay? Yeah. Um, Hold on, hold on. No one said they were gay here, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to clean this conversation up. Let's turn it right back to carp again. Yep. Sorry. Okay. So yeah. So no, so you, you've never guided carp, yeah? It's um. It... Uh, maybe once, like yeah, because a person was like, yeah, I I think I talked about it all day how good carp fishing was, and like, yeah, let's do it then. I was like, yes, thank God. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm just a bit surprised that there's not there's not the interest in it. Or is it is it a would it be a hard guide? Is it not a no. not a viable uh, guide? I think at the right time of the year, it's very very viable. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, and it, depending on where you go and the time of year, like I think you know, in that that video, for example, that you're looking there, I think we may have caught sixty to seventy fish in a day. You know, and a lot of time was not really fishing. Um, yep. Yeah, was, like the fishing can be extremely good, like especially in that time, you know, when fish are in that kind of spawny mode just coming out of or of there. It's like, you know, you get a really good kind of spring, early summer day when all the fish are on top water, just kind of chewing on anything. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. That it's does great sound visual, epic. visual, you know, you're always sight fishing. You're never like kind of blind fishing for carp, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, whether that's, you know, dry fly fishing or very very shallow kind of subsurface yeah yeah but, but yeah you, you, you're leading the fish every time it's, it's you're watching yeah. the fish's mood and, yeah. and then um yeah you're, you're, you're setting the hook based on what they do rather than yeah casting of boils like some yeah definitions exactly. of sight fishing you know yeah yeah you're true yeah yeah yeah, yeah right you. okay <laughs> pretty interesting i i can't see this video man i'm 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 trying to find it you guys have man how many posts have you got dude like you must have a couple of thousand no, seven hundred seventy-nine. Not that many. No, it uh, feels like it. I don't know. Volty was doing a bit of a stalk there before. I did see that. I'm just like getting spammed. Um, oh, is he liking of, everything? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of around that um, one twenty-seven GT. If you look, I'll, I'll find it and send it to you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, right. To the un underwater bonefish photo from Atataki. Yeah, right. Underwater bonefish photo. Is it a release shot? It is. So it's a lot like. What reminds me of one of those loop shots where someone's swimming with a fish, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess if you had a loop rod in his hand, it would be exactly that, wouldn't it? <laughs> but would, would you have caught, like, caught a bonefish with a loop rod, though? I mean... Well, okay, next know. question. So we've got um, <laughs> Achitaki. Uh, I've seen a lot of variety there, James. We've got, we go from carp, we go to next thing is brown trout and, and Achitaki GTs and bones. Let's um in in the middle of Japan. Don't forget that's there's a Japan around that. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Right. look at all that. Is that the Mossy River that you got there? That looks great. Yeah, that's Japan. Yeah, Young Rui showing his Tenkara skills. Tenkara, nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, I can imagine there's there's two people in in Victoria now that'd be very thrilled to hear uh, about your Tenkara. Do you know the Mamrots by any chance? 
No. Okay. You probably will one day. Just remain open-minded for when that, that name pops up in your life, mate. Mam- what is it? Ma- Mamrot. Mamrot. Okay. Yeah, Dan- Daniel Mamrot. And um, what's his brother's name? Jared. Uh, Lap- uh, Richard Lap- Lapton, I believe. Oh, sorry, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. So Jared is, uh, yeah, they're, they're avid tankarists. I think that's what oh, you call them. Okay. Is that, yeah. is that the collective for ten- Tankara enthusiasts? I have, I have no idea. Tankarai? Ten- plural. Could be. Yeah, that, that would be it. Yeah, Tankarai. Yeah. Yep. Mm. If you yeah. get more than one Tankara enthusiast in a room, it's Tankarai. That would be a, it. A school of Tankarai. Sounds like a cool party, doesn't it? Very cool. Yeah, certainly does. Yeah, yes. Anyway, James, let's let's pick a let's pick a destination. Run with it, mate. I know. um, I know Chris and I are pretty keen to to pick your brains about uh, about Cocos Keeling, mate. Oh, you're going there already. I want to build up a nice story till we got out of the cold water, and then we we work our way into some warmer water, then then head to those tropical flats. But let's do it. No, no, let's pull it back, mate. You can start wherever you want. Okay. Yeah, I, keep I like, everyone suspense now. I, yeah, I like this build up. Falsy goes, goes straight for the dessert, man. It's I, I'm straight. Just, just reading the script. script here. It's, it says interesting things about Victoria, and we've done like five minutes on it already. Like, <laughs> oh, what a It's just twice as long as the South, South Australian special. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, yeah, Sorry. you guys, get, you guys don't have anything like Snowtown, do you? Any chance? <laughs> What's Snowtown? Nah, you might be a bit young for that, mate. But yeah, uh, yeah Google Snowtown when we get off the uh, show, and yeah, I think they made a movie about it too. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. W- won't give anything away for you. Snowtown, enter. Oh yeah, here we go. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. it's, a, it's a it's a it's a tale of two forty four gallon drums and a, and a lot of time on people people's hands. Mm. <laughs> Very cool. Mm. Um, yeah, right. Okay, that's uh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, like, so but with the trout and stuff like that. So you must have um, to call, to pull it back like that. You must have uh, like um, been interested in in. I mean, I see quite a bit of Murray cod here as well. And so like that like uh, you know you're obviously dealing with with two ferals there with the with the with the carp and the trout. Sorry, mate. I, I love getting a react. I could just imagine there's there's people right now that are just like, "What? How <laughs> dare <laughs> you call trout feral?" But um, what's your stance on that, mate? On on trout? Yeah. Or carp? Both. Well, I guess both are native, then, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to put you in that position, mate. It's uh, it's no. late at night. Some things no, get no. said. They can't take it back. No, no, um, you, no, you clearly don't know the one that's like the everyone's little protest about carp and natives since 1860, whatever it is, for. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, the, oh, sorry, trout are native. Yeah, but carp were introduced a year before trout. Oh, really? Well, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Native, you know? What's what's attitudes like, like uh, in regards to that down there mixed still? Towards carp. No, no, I'll just uh, introduce trout. species. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't really know, to be honest with you. I think yeah. you know, everyone just enjoys fishing. That's the thing that is the most important. Yeah. And I, I don't think too many people are caught up on, you know, being mm. super native or uh, – obviously there is both sides of that being extremely native and extremely pro-trout, mm. you know, 
anti-carb. I think, you know, a lot of people are getting on the carb bandwagon at the moment, you know. As far as anti-trout or, or anti-carb no, no, or, or no, the no, fishing? No, like, you know, fishing for carb, you know, everyone's like, oh, shit, these things are pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, kind of a big surge in uh, coarse fishing at the moment in Victoria. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot wow. of people are starting to get into that, yeah, which is, which is you know, pretty cool, obviously, coming from the UK or Europe and stuff like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of cool to see people start doing that, yeah. Are they taking uh, a few of their coarse fishing techniques, what they call ground baiting, which is what burly yeah. cages and shit like that? Is, yeah, fishing is, boilies and stuff. Boilies, what are they? Yeah. Oh, mate, time to learn about <laughs> coarse fishing. <laughs> 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 no, it's just like how they – it's like these basically balls that are their bait. Let's put it like that. Balls. Make it easy. Yeah, yeah it's right. just a ball. Yeah, it's like a hard balls. ball. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Sounds interesting. Is it true they eat boiled lollies and shit like that as well? Corn and maricod, yeah. Maricod eat anything. Golf balls, watermelons. Cheese. Cheese. Hot dogs. Yeah. Actually, I think, I think we were talking about Ollie earlier. I think his favourite is uh, Dim Sims. Ollie catch catches maricod on Dim Sims, does he? Yeah, he loves catching really? Dim Sims, yeah. I remember there's, there's, there's people up there. Oh, in the chicken, chicken nuggies, something like that, chicken. I think. <laughs> no, chicken chicken tendies, yeah, that's what he likes. Like. Tendies. <laughs> I, I think the issue here is uh, the word you chose, nuggies and tendies. Um, please that's explain. What that's what they're what? called. What do you mean? Hey, let me ask you this then. When you go to a service <laughs> station and you get like a flat piece of potato that's been bat on both sides. Potato cake. I'm sorry, what did you call it? Potato cake. Walty, potato. what do you call it, mate? Scallop. Potato scallop, mate. We're yeah, man up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this conversation is 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 worth the end result, but it's just interesting. Right. Now, mm. what's your thoughts on the word grass? Grass. Grouse. Oh, grouse. Mm. I believe that uh, really highlights the uh, the time difference between Victoria and Queensland. There, like it's um, it's ten past ten here, and it's clearly nineteen eighty two down there. <laughs> are you are you referring to something that's excellent, or are you referring to a small game cock, <laughs> <laughs> like a spatchcock? <laughs> yeah okay okay interesting this yeah. covers this this interview is really taking a series of turns that i did not expect which is i think is gripping at the, all the same yeah go, go grip your grouse give it yeah. a bit of, yeah. so, or your chicken go, tendy your chicken <laughs> 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 Sounds like a, a term that's come come along as a, as an infant that hasn't really left, you know. Yeah. I think I think the word chicken tendy is actually pretty new. Everyone used to call them tenders, but now everyone's on the word tendy. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is freaking me out. I'm googling this chicken tendy, seeing what it comes up with. But yeah, don't don't do it. Vault is a trap. Yeah, maybe a trap. I'm telling you. Anyway. <laughs> Ah, oh, look at this. Do you mean chicken tender? <laughs> Thank you, Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, getting back to the uh, getting back to the fishing. Uh, yeah. I was leading towards um, the cod. You know, like being is that a big part of your your guiding operation? Uh, not not particularly. No, I wouldn't a, say a part a, of it. Uh, it's very small. Like obviously, mm-hmm. you got to have demand there mm-hmm. to be able to, you know kicked out a part of it so yeah mo- most people are you know very 
Oh, well, you can say most people are trout and uh, bonefish, you know. Like, when you go to saltwater, most people are bonefish. And when you go to freshwater, most people are trout. So that's obviously when you get a major or most of your clients in my, you know, experience. Oh, right. Okay. Because I, I I did find that interesting that, that you say that uh, most people with saltwater would be bonefish. I mean, of course, bonefish are a fantastic target, you know. Mm. And we are gonna we are gonna head to Cocos in this conversation soon, which is another great destination for bonefish, well and truly, you know, very well mm. be- becoming increasingly more recognised as such, but not a really uh, common target in Australia, given Australia has got a very big population of only saltwater fly fishermen, as well as people that travel towards it, you know. So it's yeah, um, yeah but uh, that's not what you're getting at, there, right? Is is you mean you're no. what you're basically saying is which I learnt or sort of clicked onto at the end of when you said it is that most of your clients from from in that area, your local yeah. clients would be that's their interest, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you look in like the US stuff like that. It's going to be that same direction as well. You know, you're either going bone fish or trout, which which kind of kind of you know comes back this way as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I find that really interesting, eh? Like, it's, it, it really proves that Australia is such a big country, you know? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, like, uh, you know, like, we, we've had guests on from, from, from Florida, like Dustin mm. Huff or something like that. I, I bet you, I bet you he wouldn't shit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not casting opinion on that attitude in any way, shape or form. It's just, I just find it interesting that it clearly depends on where you come from, you know, mm. for that. Because, I, I, think uh, that I think it's the easiest to sell is what I should say. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look. Apologise if I sound like I'm, I'm no, picking no, no, up no. on it or trying to catch on. I'm definitely not. I, I, yeah, yeah. I like don't get me wrong. It's not like if for myself or probably for yourself. It's not the thing you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go fishing for trout or bonefish, you know. Like you go, oh, I want to target GTs or, you know, Murray Cod, whatever, you know. Yeah, it, it depends on everything. Like everyone, you know, they're all different. And yeah, it just seems to be the most common. Yeah, yeah. That, that I, ends up being the most common thing to do. I think that's fair enough. But it, would you? Would you? I mean, to, to keep bringing you back to um, the subject of cod, are you recognizing? Uh, I, I mean, is, are you recognizing a trend? And the reason I say that is because it seems to be uh, happening in in recent times. I suppose a, a direction shift towards other other species. You know, like it's. Uh, I wouldn't say people are bored with trout, but it's it, I'm, I'm only staying on the outside looking in like you know we yeah. don't get we don't get murray cod up here and we don't get we don't get trout up here either yeah. so it's um but you know in in my line of business i i i, I cater to murray cod quite a bit mm-hmm. um and i noticed that i i just see attitudes sort of changing even even in the heartland of of, of trout country but is yeah. it is it a viable um guide for where you are no no Okay. As in the sense of, like, you could just commit yourself to just doing that? No. No. Well, I, I look at your streams and stuff that you for, for, um, photograph, and, you know, not, not a lot of them look like big cod waters. They, they look like, you know, great trout streams, you know, and, yeah. um, well, and things yeah. like that as well. Yeah, but um, in Victoria, a lot of those really good cod streams are trout streams. Well, were trout streams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those trout streams that you know you probably hear a lot of that are, were great trout streams that are no longer that great is because they're all now Murray Cod you know they've got clear, to take, yeah they've got to take them back take them back so you're getting these clear water far or like moving tiny kind of pieces of water with cod in them you know yeah so right. have, the, 
have the cod taken them back or is uh has investment stopped in trout in those streams uh well they haven't stocked trout in the streams since like the 90s i'm not like i don't know my exact facts but i'm pretty sure it's around the 90s unless it's like a tail race of like the goldberg and stuff like that they don't stock streams with trout oh right okay well, i just i thought well isn't there like a like a big hatchery on Lake Windery in Ballarat. I thought that was um, yeah. That what do they, they do? They, what do they, they use stock it? lakes. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. A lot of those western lakes get stocked with them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they have a large investment. Like when you look at Fisheries Victoria, their majority is going to be native, versus you know a very small percentage of kind of trout fishing. I guess you could say. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, the trout fishing is very good, by the way. Just yeah, in case you didn't think it was, it is extremely good. But yeah, the cod fishing is obviously coming back. You know, and the, and the fish are pushing back to where they used to be. The, the just, cod, just yeah, just with the, that little bit of extra help. Wow. What that What about other natives like like blackfish and and oh. galaxids and stuff like that? Are they coming back as well? Um, I doubt the galaxies would be. Blackfish yeah. probably do pretty good. I think the major focus is more like Macquarie perch. Right. Um, Seen a few yes. of those on on social media recently too. Yeah. Are they, yeah. They're stocking uh, them. Yeah. So they've, I think they've you know for a long time they couldn't breed Macquarie perch. They were really mm -hmm. struggling with it, and I think obviously they now they've kind of got it dialed in a little bit, or you know they're taking brood stock as brood stock and kind of increasing the amount of fish that are surviving. I'm, I'm guessing I don't really know the exact kind of facts on that, but, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's amazing. What about trout cod? Are they, um, are they something that's also uh, benefiting from uh, from less trout stocking? Or, or are they yeah, on the trout, trout cod are coming back pretty good. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, there's some of those streams that, you know, you that are pretty loaded with, you know, trout cod. Um, some places like the Murray are just disgustingly infested with trout cod, you know, and they're all like all of ten centimeters up long, and just like, could you wow. please go away? Yeah, are they? Are they stock stock uh, I don't really know. I don't go to the Murray too much. That's pretty okay. far for me. Yeah, it's like mm. seven hours, something like that. Six hours. Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah. Mm. In saying all that, with these different species and the and the different management styles there, um, and uh, the evolving trout fishery down there because of that, I'm wondering uh, in regard uh, about um, fishing attitudes towards trout. Not so much, uh, you know, as catch and release or handling and stuff like that, but I mean um, techniques. You know, like uh, like you throwing bigger streamers and stuff or, or, or people just fishing dries and our attitudes changing along those lines with, with your clients or just socially? Um, I don't know. I guess I'd say people on their little trend of kind of comp fishing, like Euro nymphing and stuff in mm -hmm. the last couple of years. Um, it really doesn't matter. They pretty much eat anything, let's be real. Um, yeah, well, they're definitely high-end predators, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, as long as you don't, like, do a really, really bad cast and drag your fly across the surface, it's, you know, you always got a pretty good chance of catching a trout. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, it's, I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, it, it, <laughs> like you like you said there, I mean, a lot of people will uh, will head towards fly fishing because, like our last guest worded in a way that we're 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 looking for new challenges in it with a species that we we can we can target well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you know, like I, I I guess what I'm asking is, I suppose, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, there's always going to be new people to the sport, but let's say the people that have been around it for a while, uh, are, are those attitudes changing? Like, are the techniques towards trout modernising? You know, because I see, you know, really old school being people who are just methodically dry fly only, and that's the only form of trout fishing. And, and you know, like the um, the big bushy beard hipsters are the ones with the, uh, you know, like flannos and, and streamers, you know? It's a... Uh, and that's standing on the outside looking in, <laughs> but um, but you know, um, is that is that what's happening? Like, I mean, as is streamers, no. streamer like larger, like throwing meat, like they like no. they say. I definitely think you'd probably struggle to find a person like actively throwing meat every single day of the week, or you know, like every time they go fishing. Mm-hmm. No, like there is. I definitely say there's increase in the word hipster. Like there is a lot more of those individuals kind of coming into and learning to fly fish, but I wouldn't say that they're going towards stream of fishing. I'd say they're probably, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's very like standard. You either see a person you're nipping or he's fishing dry dropper or dry. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't, doesn't really change too much. Yeah. Is it because it's the most effective form of fishing or it's the easiest form of fishing? It's definitely the most effective. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, yeah, I just don't think, I don't know. I've thrown a lot of streamer, like done a lot of streamer fishing, and it has its time. You know, early season's good, late season can be all right. But, you know, summer. Okay. Yeah. So they're not the type of fish that you could do that all all year round with. No, I don't. You probably could, but you just wouldn't. It just wouldn't make sense. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I guess you'd obviously have to physically. Go and experience yourself. Be like, okay, now I understand why you wouldn't just throw a streamer all the time. Oh, for sure. I got, I got no yeah. idea. I guess that's where the questions are coming from. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. Sure. Yeah, definitely not. Let's put it like that. Yeah, the streams are pretty small. You know, you're fishing a three weight most of the time. Three, four weight. You know, just the dry fly is good enough. You know? Yeah. Would it, yeah. would that be the thing? Is like that? Um, some of those fish uh, uh, aren't going to eat the the stream because of the the environment they live in restricts their growth. I mean, like as um, you know, they're catching a, a, a twelve inch trout. I mean, twelve inch trout probably eat it. Probably eat a six inch streamer, given a chance some days, <laughs> wouldn't it? But yeah. um, but well, I've uh, definitely caught like you know, let's say a two pound trout with you know maybe a half pound pound trout in its mouth on a and oh, I yeah. caught it on a dry fly. Do you know what I mean? Oh wow, yeah, right. So I mean, the yeah. dry fly eat wouldn't be an act of aggression, I'd imagine. It'd be that'd be eating for food. Yeah, like they don't stop eating. They just yeah, they just keep eating. It's pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like you're going to go to the river and be like, oh, I don't know, if I'm going to get a fish. It's, you'll mm. find fish pretty much. That's interesting you say that because then it, it ties in with stuff that we've heard Lubin say or something like that. Like, um, I I don't think he said on air. I think I've heard Luke Barbie talk about it as well. Like, you know, competition anglers saying that you, you make the meat, you know, like good competition anglers will work that same beat of the river and, and fish that have been pinned already two or three times that day, that they'll make the meat. Mm. I think so, what is, I think, again, don't hold me to this, but I think it's within like five minutes, trout start eating again. Wow. What a, that's yeah. just, 
yeah, especially in, especially in those like high flowing streams where the fish have got to like obviously keep moving, so then they have to feed to be able to sustain that. Oh yeah, all oh, right, then. of course. Yeah, yeah. just hold, holding holding station, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. But I've caught the same fish three times in one day, all on a dry high, in the exact same spot. Because every time I went back there, he was rising again. I was like, what the fuck is this? Do Do you think some people might? Um, uh, you know, over overcomplicate trout or put them up on a pedestal. Definitely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like there is a days where it can be, you know, they're dialed, like very dialed in. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They do get yeah. extremely long. Like you could, you would fish an example on the Goulburn and you'd be taking like a tiny little black ant and they won't take anything else no matter what you throw at them except for mm. a tiny little black ant. You're like, okay. I've just given you like a three course dinner of a cicada in front of you, but you just want a tiny little black ant. But yeah. in, a, in I, certain situations, in most of them, no, they'll just take anything. I've, I've always enjoyed trout fishing, particularly in streams. And I, I think that was, for me, was the, the um, one of the most enjoyable <coughs> things about it was, you know, the, the charm and the character of the stream and mm. how, how you catch them as much as the actual, you know, trout themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do like trap fishing. Trap fishing is good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It is yeah. good. Like the whole environment you're in. Yeah, it's just it's very different, you know. It's very relaxing. Very that, kind of take your take your breath away kind of most of the time. It's just like, wow, I'm really here and I'm catching fish, you know what I mean? I must admit, even with your page, Jimmy, like it's um you got you, the quality of photography you know, like you're you're painting that picture, you know, with with, mm. with your photography quite well, you know. Mm. It's, I try um, not to post shit. Sometimes I do, but most of the time I try not to. Oh, for sure. Like I mean, like it's um, what what you might a bit. It's not so much the fishing content. It's more about the atmosphere content, I guess you could say. Mm. Yeah, your mm. photography. Like it, you're looking at stuff and you're going. I, I, it just reminds me, like it's uh, like sometimes where I might be walking walking a creek here or something like that, and you just stop and you go. This is this is fucking awesome, you know. Like just yeah, exactly. just to, you know, like you, you seem to capture that in a lot of your images, and even like um you know like when it's when it's not a not a full fish in frame or, or something like that. It's just it's the same thing I look at as an angler and and go, that's pretty impressive. Like you know, there's just the spots halfway down its flank or or something like that, whatever speed of the scales mm. or something like that. It's uh, you know, it's it it, it you do you you can tell when you say that it's about more than just the fishing like what you just said maybe that wasn't verbatim but um but along those lines you you portray that quite well in your photography and i, I would i would i would invite any i mean i'm not inviting i, I would recommend people to go to go to your page and have a look and, and see that for yourself like it's um you know it's it's well themed your whole page that rolls in like that it, you know it's uh and it just i didn't know i was going to bring that up on the show but just that you said that it translates well in 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 your layouts and your photography that's for sure it's mm. good, and uh, I'm sure that's what you intend to do as well. So you've you've done yeah. a great job. Well, I'm very fortunate to to live where I live, and you know, it's all. It, it, I wish I could capture it better because it's yeah, it's pretty breathtaking. You know, a lot of the time you're just like, wow, you know, because obviously we had Black Saturday bushfires. You know, everything's kind of burnt out and regrown back, and you know, everything is always just kind of changing. You know, time of year you get some mossy kind of boulders, that, and it all changes because obviously we're. 400 meters and then you go to 
1200 meters or something so you're in like full alpine whatever yeah, it changes so much it's yeah yeah mm. yeah yeah no that's um yeah right i'm, I'm with you oh so, yeah right so that that'll be within a couple of hours of your place you got pretty under an hour pretty, oh right you go from go you wouldn't go above the tree go above the tree line in from in and an hour from your joint yep oh wow okay yep yeah, um, yeah. You all, get a, all the way down. Yeah, you can fish in, like, you know, we can fish from farm streams to fishing in the snow, depending on the time of year. Wow. Yeah, in, wow. In, the, in, in the space of 15 minutes. Because some of these photos, I mean, I could see in the hashtag, fly fishing Australia, you're in Australia, you'd be, <laughs> be, be, um, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's New Zealand. That's for sure. Some of the, some of the, um, some of those jungly type streams over there. Yeah. Yeah. Some of it looks like it's in far north Queensland even, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's all 25 minutes pretty much from my house. Yeah. Yeah, it's wow. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, you know, and the variety is there. So, you know, it's not the same kind of thing on repeat and just catching trout and the same kind of looking things. You can just change it up. Like, in, I can go to a stream and it can change seven times before we get to the top of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. It just drastically changes from like full waterfalls to, you know, boulder hopping into kind of uh, beach trees. Mm. It's fantastic. Yeah. Do you see the same sort of beauty in in the in these tropical flats you're hitting, like is in in Cocos and, and things like that as well? Um, same sort of variety, even. Sometimes, yeah, depends. Depends if the sand changes color, you know. Yeah, no, it's the flats is it is good, you know. And there's some places that are just like oh, this is pretty cool that I'm here. You know, the the water's just that little bit extra clearer. You know, the sand's a bit wider. You know, you can see that shark from a little bit further away. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, even the way it ties in with, with the stuff on land, because it sounds like what mm. you're saying is a lot of time is spent in these in these tropical flats seems to be in boats then, from correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. But, yeah. um, but you're still, like, super, like, you know, a lot of that, especially in Cocos, you're in knee-deep water, most, mm. like 90% of the time, you know, you're casting to bonefish with their tails out of the water, you know, half their backs out of the water, you know. Yeah. I, I guess the only reason I say it, I suppose, is like it's um it sometimes takes it takes you a while to sort of see that I mean to look further past the obvious detail in in those tropical scenarios, you know, like just that that little bit further. I mean, a little bit more observation, I guess. Um, you know, mate, you know, I don't know. I mean, Coca seems like a pretty pretty uh, happy happy fishery, I suppose. Um, mm. You know, um, and, and I guess it might be. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh around here you know you, you can be left with nothing more than to observe the minute details of a saltwater environment because there's nothing going on <laughs> yeah so, yeah so it's um you know so for 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 me for something like that to go spend all day on a flat for a flathead you know to then go to somewhere like that it's yeah. it's it's like a kid in a toy shop you know you're, yeah. you're just noticing that like because you're left with nothing more than to notice that that micro environment yeah. i guess of little bits and pieces i suppose because just yeah. out of I don't know, investigation or, or boredom, I guess, or which yeah. one or the other. Oh, no, it's, it is pretty cool because there's still a fair bit of variety there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you can go fish the flats or you can, so, you know, you've got the lagoon flats, which, you know, is cool, but then you might come along to a spot where the waves just kind of, the water's just a little bit deeper and the waves start to crash up on the on the beach and all of a sudden you've got bonefish and the waves are rushing up out of pretty much beaching themselves to kind of grab something to then run back into the water just as the water's going out, you know. Mm. Or you can go fish like the the uh, reef side kind of flat, you know, you, you fish into 
bumpies and stuff like that, you know, kind of getting pounded by waves every now and again, you know. It, it does have that variety, which is still pretty cool. Yeah, so, no, absolutely. Which, which breaks up that kind of standing on a sand flat, you know, yeah. and kind of only seeing a sand flat, really. You, you do set, spend some time, um, you know, obviously in the, the beauty of, of some of these Victorian streams, but some of the tropical places you you, end, you find yourself ended up in on your page here, I mean, they're, they're, they're incredible destinations. Yeah, I guess I've been pretty fortunate to be able to fish some, you know, I guess kind of unique ones and some extremely beautiful ones. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty cool. Are you, are you working at all these all these places that you've been? Um, except for, uh, yeah, except for Japan. Japan uh, doesn't work. Tropical. Yeah. Oh, tropical. Yeah, Japan's tropical. Is it? Okay. Yeah. This oh, is the second time today I've had a conversation about Japan and someone not believed me that Japan's tropical. <laughs> yeah, south, the south part of Japan's um, Okinawa is pretty much on the equator. Oh, right, okay. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. You catch yeah. DTs and stuff there, yeah. But i got friends. Down. I didn't know it was near the equator. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's such a diverse country. i got, I got friends that, that catch tame and they reckon they can see Russia. Yeah, you know, on a good day, they live so far north in there. You know, yeah, but, uh, in, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, um, yeah. Japan, Japan changes a lot. Like it, it, it has that kind of massive variety. It's like, what's going on here? And you know, you look at it, it's like it's not that big of a country, but it changes a lot. Mm. Yeah, clearly, mm. man. I, I'm definitely not doubting you. I just didn't know. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, but on that, yeah, rest of working. You know, we see Adataki, Christmas Island, Cocos Island. I was just at Wessels the other week, um, mm-hmm. you know, all great places. Mm. Yeah, right. Well, we want to learn a little bit about the co- about Cocos because, uh, you know, you're going to be spending more time there soon from, from what we've learned off air. But, uh, <laughs> um, yep. yeah, so, I mean, do you want to – I don't know if anyone who's listening to this show has been living under a rock, but do you want to tell us a little bit about Cocos, where it is and, and what, what it holds? Uh, well, depending on who you ask, it's probably Australia's best own fishery. Yeah. Obviously, people that, from Exmouth might be upset, but, you know, it is probably, yeah, it is definitely the best bone fishery in Australia. So it's 3,600 kilometres off the coast of Perth. Um, yeah. Right out past Christmas Island, still, you get two flights a week from Perth. Um, yep. No international flights. Yeah, so you have to go from Perth, and it's Perth pretty much Christmas on, and then from Christmas on to Cocos on, and then you're there in, in paradise. Wow. Pretty much just, yeah, you're pretty much just off the uh, uh, Indonesian um, kind of border for sea. Yeah. Mm. You're very, very close to Indonesia, yeah. So where would that be laterally? Is that higher than anywhere in Australia? Um, great question. I'd be probably right up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, right up there because you're almost in line with Sri Lanka, right at the end of Indonesia. I'm pretty sure. Right. I'm going to. I'm going to Jamie that for, for Joe, and uh, you can have a look. You know, ja- Jamie that for Joe. Uh, Jamie, the dude who does the searches for Joe Rogan on his podcast, I just uh, every time we get to look at, look something up on um, social media uh, on um, 
fuck, you guys know what I mean. Google, you know, <laughs> we just call it, we just call it Jamie. But, uh, sorry, mate. It's, uh, so I know you're not a big, not a big podcaster, are you? No. So it's probably in line with Darwin. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, oh man, I just told you I was doing it. Man, this is, that's really poor for me. No, I'm kidding, mate. You're right. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's in line with Darwin, pretty much. Yeah, right. Christmas Island's further north. Yeah, Christmas Island's further north, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right on the, the same line as Thailand. Yeah. If you want to put it like that, Darwin and Thailand, if you drew a line across, that's where it is. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Cocos Keeling, I was looking, there's, there's another island just north of it, North Keeling. Yep. Is that, is there any fish there or you just never go there? Uh, there is fish there, um, but... It is also a reserve, so commercially you're not allowed to fish there. Right, okay. Um, but, yeah, there's, from what I've been told, there's doggy, dog tooth tuna in about two metres of water or something. Two? Two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the island... They don't get any shallower. How disappointing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> No, they're not no. hurt a carp. God, get better, dog yeah, tooth. Yeah, no, as if they're not tailing on the flats or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, so disappointing. <laughs> Why waste all that effort going to two metres when you can just go a little bit further? <laughs> <laughs> Such quitters. Uh, but, yeah, like you probably when the bait run at Cocos um, mm. on a good year, which was this year, uh, you may have seen some amazing drone footage. Of some pretty crazy bait balls um, with hundreds of sharks and GTs on them, yeah, floating around social media. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, that. Where where would you find it? Do you know off the top uh, of your head? Uh, you got a uh, yeah, Kane Chentworth filmed it all mm. um, when we were shooting a film there. Um, yeah, so Kane filmed all of that, and yeah, um, this year the uh, doggies came into the lagoon, which was pretty cool. Um, we were hoping to potentially get one, but. You know, we saw some, but they didn't. They didn't eat, which was unfortunate. But yeah, yeah, yeah so oh, that'd, the, dog, that'd be the awesome. doggies. Yeah, it, it'll happen one day, hopefully. You know, we'll get one on fly there. Um, but yeah, they really kind of push into the lagoon, and it's yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty special when that happens. Yeah, just watching that video now on Kane's um, page, uh, it, it sort of reminded me one of the things that comes up a lot when you talk about Cocos Keeling is is the number, the healthy population of sharks. Yeah. Uh, what's the realities of, of them there? Are they, is it some days are better than others? Are there, are there truly lots of them there or is it just, um, is that sort of thing overhyped in your opinion? I know there's definitely truly lots of them there. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a place that, um, you hear, they do a lot of kind of research there, not just for sharks, but, you know, kind of the coral, everything. And they, the cocos is kind of what the Great Barrier Reef used to be like before bleaching. So right. you've got this extremely, extremely healthy kind of ecosystem there. And mm. obviously with that comes the sharks. Yeah. Um, but, and definitely some days are better than others. Um, with the sharks, it, you know, it can really depend on what's happening. Um like this year, for the first time, I seen milkies genuinely feeding on the flats, and with that, there was a lot of sharks around because they was just splashing around everywhere. Um, so as soon as I hooked one, that thing was gone, you know, in about five seconds. Wow! Um, yeah, 
Yeah, but but, but, the, but the ecos- you'd say the ecosystem's balanced with, in regards to the sharks, right? Is that what, you, that what you're saying? Like, because it's, it's so you're saying the sharks are there because it's so so pristine. I, I'm imagining there'd be a balance between what the sharks are eating and and, uh, and the shark numbers. The sharks definitely. There is a lot of sharks, but there's also a lot of fish. That's, I mean, that's what not I mean. Like, there's not like there's a lot of sharks, and you're just not going to see fish. You're yeah. definitely going to get. You're going to see heaps of fish. Yeah. Because so I mean, it like, is extremely I, balanced. Yeah. Because I guess the uh, the 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 appropriate way to have this conversation, I suppose, is in in keeping in mind people up on the east coast of of, of Australia, north northern part of Australia, stuff because the sharks are really imbalanced. So for people that are um, you know, interested in going there. I think it's a fair part of the conversation to sort of bring oh, up. It definitely is, it, you know. Yeah, because there's an I've imbalance never, in Australia. I've yeah. never, I, I haven't personally experienced that kind of northern Australian shark imbalance myself, so mm-hmm. I can't comment on <laughs> what it's like. But oh, yeah. no, for sure. Obviously, yeah. obviously, there is a lot of sharks, and that's just what it is. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah you can escape them which is good you know you know what i mean like you can as long as you kind of keep moving you catch a couple of fish put them on you know send them away yep. you, you, yeah you kind of always you can be just just out of reach the whole time do you know what i mean oh that's good because it'd feel yeah. rotten sort of you know having having sharks pinch your bonefish all day you know just maiming bones and yeah. having them wrecked by the sharks so that's good yeah. to know yeah, yeah. like the the, the that definitely can happen, and you know, mm. with, without a boat, or yep. having the ability to kind of get away from where other anglers have in the past just stood there and just massacred bonefish to mm. sharks because they refuse to move. You know, mm. With a boat, you can just escape that, which is, yeah, it's just amazing. So can we talk about the uh, the like that that side of the operation that you you you're working doing over there? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, do you want yeah. to tell us about it? The the boat stuff and all that sort of carry on. Yeah, so obviously we have um, coming up in January, which will be the first kind of real official season. You know, we'll be offering that kind of whole package of accommodation, food, boat, guide you know, everything there, which is the first of its kind there, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, and it, it's becoming increasingly hard to even to be able to get there at the moment, um, purely based off COVID. Um, everyone's kind of holidaying in their backyard. So, and to get to Cocos at the moment is kind of a two-year wait minimum to book any sort of accommodation. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of fortunate enough to own one of those. Um, so we've kind of, you know, blocked out that time to be able to have, you know, fishermen there. So they get mm. to experience it as well, not just kind of people that are there to snorkel or go diving, look at birds. Sure. Just just be a What tourist, a waste. You know? What a waste, you know. <laughs> flats just hooking up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, you know. Um, yeah. And it's exciting, you know, kind of offer you know, a, a proper bone fishing experience within Australia. Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. That's pretty special. That's for sure. Yeah. And obviously they're not the only fish you can catch there. You know, we do have permit there. Um, there's the bumphead parrotfish, um, mm. which is kind of, you know, making the rounds as 
outside, outside of the Seychelles is possibly the only other place in the world where you can catch yeah. lumpies on the flats. Um, you know, there's obviously talks of people seeing them in Queensland and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm not sure they're in the same kind of situation as the Seychelles or Cocos Isles, which is pretty cool. Um, so they're, they're very real, like, uh, you, you'd you be able to present clients' opportunities. 100%. Yeah, like, yeah, like every, at least once with every group that comes in or more, like, is it? As in a, car, a shot at them? Yeah. Well, you could spend the just whole present. day casting at them. Oh right, there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They're like yeah, they're called the cow, the cows of the flat. They like hang out in schools of like you know fifteen, twenty fish, thirty fish. And they all oh, just damn. pale together. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's it's pretty cool. Um, obviously you kind of restricted to tide. Um, you kind of wanted that last of the run out, right in the slack and just kind of the start of the turn. Outside of that, the currents kind of move too much on the reef flats. That these oh, it... flies just kind of travel too much, and yeah, yeah, okay. I was just yeah. about to say that I wouldn't. Have, when you say flats, I my mind instantly jumps towards sand, but then you know, I'm no, kind of yeah, realizing, yeah, yeah, no, these are on. So it's quite, you know, Cocos has the lagoon flats, and then it has the reef flats. So there's like, you know, a couple, maybe a hundred meters between the reef's edge and you know the shore, and there's a flat right there, and you'll catch bonefish there. You've got yeah. a permit there. You catch GTs. You know. So bumpies. for, for mm. so for triggers, those, you'll for, catch triggerfish there too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Okay. So, so so for all those people who've been to Bali too, it'd be like it'd be kind of like an oversized Korean flat, yeah. To Bali. Oh, what I just call Christmas, Christmas Island. Island Bali. Yeah, because oh, every Australian's yeah. been there. Yeah, it is. It's exactly like that. It's yeah, the outside of Christmas Island. Yeah. On a miniature scale. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's very cool. A lot of variety there. Yeah, it does have good variety. Um, then not many small triggers. They're all very large trigger fish. Mm. Wow. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, if you're fortunate enough, you might get a doggy in the lagoon. You never know. Might be in two meters of water. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it also has one of the largest populations of Mary Rass too. So. Oh, really? You're right. They yeah. come up with skinny water too? Uh, yeah, we've, we've cast tailing bones. Uh, sorry, tailing bones. Tailing Mary Rass. Um, yeah, you just got to get past the bluefin. <laughs> That's <laughs> so always this, the case, isn't it? Yeah, just an amazing <laughs> amount of um, variety there. Yeah, the variety is really, really cool. Um, heaps of shots of barracuda if you want them. And, and there's some donkey barracuda there, you know. These adults... Like two metres plus, yeah. Yeah, okay. The adults, seem, the adults in the Indian Ocean seem to be have a lot more variety than the adults in um, the Pacific Ocean. Mm. Does, do, you, do you guys both concur that that'd be fair enough to say? Um, You're gonna have to go and find out, mate. I, yeah. I can't draw on that. <laughs> um, yeah, it depends on where you go, I guess. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, think, I, think if you, I think if you, I think if you included kind of all the other species, that it's obviously quite a small island, so you get kind of mm. the reef species do tend to kind of push up on the flats as well. You know, mm -hmm. um, like sweet lip and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I guess there is quite a large variety. Yeah, if you want, there's multiple species of trevally, you know, bluefin, bard, false, GTs, stuff like that. Um, I guess, yeah, there is a lot of variety when you think about it. Well, uh, you know, like, I mean, you even on your page, you know, you've been to, you know, quite a few Pacific atolls as well, yeah. islands, some of those as well. I yeah. mean, 
you'd you'd be a great one to comment on that, really, for, if that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, you know, like I think uh, I don't think there's a lot of people in in the world really who can. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's more than more than two, but I mean, there's not a lot of people in the world relatively who can sort of comment on that based on experience. But yeah. you know, you, you look at some of like I mean, the GTs, bonefish, triggers, you know, stuff like that. Even even doggies, you know, like uh, yeah. in the Pacific is not you know, not unheard of, like to a degree. You look at um, yeah. you know, fanning and we, stuff like that. But, um, yeah, we but, get red bass there too. We're catching land based red bass this year as well, which is really cool. That sounds incredibly epic as well, but I yeah. mean, you, you you put you put um, 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 bumpies and stuff like that as well, and uh, yeah. Mary Rass uh, in the mi- in the mix as well. Yeah, now that you've mentioned it, there's like there's quite a large variety, you know, mm. um, which is pretty cool. I never really yeah. thought of it. Ne- never really thought of it like that, you know. To be honest with you. Well, you know, that'd be one of the things that I'd most cherish in a in a fishing location is is variety. So. You know, if you can go out and, and have realistic shots at, at all of those species, it, it's a it's a truly unique uh, you know proposition as a fishery. It sounds yeah. good, really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you've got a really you well, you've, I wouldn't use the word guaranteed, but you've got a very very good shot of catching trophy sized bonefish. Yeah, you know, kind of. You go to Christmas Island, you know, a trophy's kind of that fifty centimeters. You go to Cocos Island, fifty centimeters. It's like, oh, is that it? You know, mm-hmm. catching, you know, I think biggest so far is 86 centimetres. It's a big bone. It's a big bone. Big, rich, big bone, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and and I've seen much bigger, you know. I don't want to say metre plus bonefish, but you'll see some fish there that you'll go, holy shit, is that even a bonefish, you know. The human. You, you'll think it's a shark coming down the flat and – you completely ignore it, and then it'll swim past you. Like that was not a shark. <laughs> you know. That's incredible, eh? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times you see, you'll see, like you think it's oh, milkfish, it's a shark, whatever. And you ignore it, and then you're like, oh, fuck, that was a bonefish. And that's the biggest one I'll ever catch. You know? Are they um, are they pretty sharp that size? Even though they're probably oh, uh, incredibly yeah. like I've had multiple multiple shots where you're watching the fish just looking at your fly. You're just like, come on. No matter what you do, you leave it there. You twitch it. Just it knows. It's it's crazy. It's crazy, which is pretty cool. You know. Hopefully, one day we get something that you know fits fits what we talk about. Well, it's it just sounds like there's um there's goals to achieve, really. Yeah, definitely. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen milkfish landed there yet. Personally, I haven't seen one landed. Mm. You know, or a photo or anything like that. So. That's still to be done. I've hooked one, first right. one that I know yeah. of. Um, you know, hooked on the flight there, which is pretty cool. Mm. But yeah, there's there's still lots of things to tick off there. What sort of fly did you get that milky eat on, mate? Uh, milky magic. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. I actually picked. There was some. I had some brighter ones. The quite quite uh, kind of fluorescenty green. But the kind of the scum they were feeding was quite dark, so I managed to. I don't know who gave it to me. It was like it was the odd one out in my box. It was like the only one that color, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty much spot on to what I need." Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. And what was the presentation? Was it a dead drift? Was it a strip? Or it was a dead drift. Yeah, and they were kind of they were really kind of wancing. So it was like mm. a lot of casts, hoping a fish just went past and just popped up and ate it. You know, um, I think because all the sharks just kind of had them pretty fired up 
that they're kind of not really kind of hanging around on like pads just eating them. Mm-hmm. We're talking, you know, we're talking knee depth water here, not like you know, yeah, so they're pretty shallow when they're coming up, they're quite splashy on the uh, scum they were taking. I wish I had some floating, you know, just to kind of keep it that little bit extra so I could yeah. just leave it there a bit longer, like a dry fly, but yeah, after a while, it starts to slowly sink. Mm. Yeah, right, pretty epic. That'd be. Mm. That'd be yeah. That'd be uh, some like the perfect uh, the perfect cro- crossover for for a trout. He wouldn't dry fly yeah. Yeah, around like, for milkies. Oh. I was like, normally I'd bring some just in case, but this time I didn't. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you know, you always accidentally have one in your pocket somewhere. Not not on not on a saltwater trip though. <laughs> <laughs> not a common thing for a Queenslander having their top pocket. That's for sure. But. Uh, um, <laughs> Still, I mean, geez, you never know, do you? I mean, it's not not the sort of thing you'd you um have on your list to pack to Cocos Island no, either. No, definitely not. Mm. I, st- I still don't know if I'd still pack it. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe next time, though. Yeah. Man, but, that'd be a, it. You know, I can only imagine what's going to come from that island, um, with uh, with 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 um the setup, the 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 operation that's happening over there with you guys. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in recent years, I mean. We're we're talking about it right now, and it's an extreme infancy, you know. Yeah. But um, but it's 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 definitely happening. I mean, you guys have uh, put a lot of work in, I'd imagine, right, to to sort of get to get this operation going over there with um, like you, like you were telling us off air, you got you got um Mavericks flats boats and saw that going over, or yeah, or, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like it's that's it sounds like a great operation, that's for sure, and in a great great destination. Yeah. That, like you what... said, we're discovering our backyard now with with COVID, and it's uh yeah. Yeah, to have it there is, is incredible. Yeah, like it's definitely not a new place. Like, you know, you'll hear dudes talk about it that mm. won't go back now because, oh, no, everyone goes there now. You're like, oh, everyone, what's everyone? Like 10 people. Yeah. You know I mean, like, <laughs> and they've been going there for years, but, you know, they never told anyone about it. Um, so I guess for the, for the rest of the world, it's kind of new. I guess to some people that's say, oh, it's not a new fishery, you know. But you mm. know, it's, yeah, like we put a fair bit of effort and – Obviously, not just in the fishing to be able to buy a house there. What well, sorry, buy a piece of accommodation there, mm. which is a house, and then to have a car there to send a boat there. It's not easy to get that stuff there. Like it's, yeah, it's a lot of effort, um, and it's not something that you could just go tomorrow and oh yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, it's kind of taken us five years, I think. Yeah, we are. To kind of get to this stage where it's like, oh, wow, it's actually happening, you know. Mm. Which is That'd be cool. a great feeling, yeah. That'd be a really yeah. good feeling to see that come to fruition. Yeah, it's a bit like, oh, shit, are we actually doing this? Like, you know, mm. you sure? You sure is a good idea, you know. <laughs> but, mm. you know, it, it's, it's, it's exciting. So that's really cool. Well, the risk wasn't there, mate. It's, uh, you know, like someone might have already done it, you know, or everyone would be doing yeah. it, so they say. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. what species of permit are there? Uh, the block eye, blotchies, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. What are they called? Um, Bulchies. Yeah. Bulchies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oyster crackers. Yeah. Pumpkin heads. Whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Block eye. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only ones that I've seen there so far that have been caught. Mm-hmm. They've got a really big forehead. Yeah. Yeah. An aggressive yeah. head. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. kind of caught them in all sizes there. Yeah, from I think like one day I caught was it seven 
Seven what? or something on top water, like stripping a crab across the surface. Not wow. big ones, not big ones, but like there was just a school of them came mm. through, you know, on the reef side and just like, oh, that's permit. And I'm targeting GTs, but I was like, lucky I had a, a bumpy rod ready with a crab and I just chucked it in. I kind of really didn't react to it. So I was like, I'm oh, just stripping it across the surface. So that's where they were swimming and they all just kept chasing after it and just kept eating it. But, you know, and you do get yeah. them tailing on the flats, which is really cool. Um, singles, doubles. Um, yeah, it's just, you just kind of, you never know what you're going to get there. It's really cool. It's you said like a, that, yeah. Uh, sorry, mate, you're right. No, you keep going. I was going to say, uh, I, I want to circle back to what you said about carrying the bumpy rod there with the crab. Mm-hmm. What do you learn about the bumpies so far? Is crab flies the, uh, the go-to? Crab flies have definitely had majority of the success. Definitely have hooked mm-hmm. them on shrimp. Um, and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be careful what I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not moving the fly is how you catch them. Anyone that says they were stripping the fly has definitely not hooked them legitimately. Right. Yeah, this this is what I'm interested in because, like, in, in, you know, <laughs> I've got to be careful because you know. <laughs> no, I understand. I mean, feel free to put your hand up, and we can edit stuff out if you if you want to. But uh, yeah, um, um. You know, we've had a couple of people on the show, including including Alex has caught one in Queensland. So, and and we had a pretty lengthy conversation with Dan Ivanoff as well, yeah. Who who shared some insights into it, um, even going to the point of observations at the Singapore uh, aquarium there, the way they the yeah. way they act it reacted there. Yeah. You know, it seems to be the general consensus for those fish is their level of intelligence is what draws them to the fly out of curiosity as opposed mm. to a food source. Yeah. yeah, definitely. They don't feed on that. On the they crabs. They them, just yeah. look at it and what are yeah, you? I think, personally, I, I've hooked 15. I've hooked 15. 15. 15. I've hooked 15, landed zero. Wow, there you go, yeah. Um, What's happening? A hook falling out there, reefing you? What's, how are you yeah, losing? Uh, I've had last three were fully, like, crushed hooks. Um, like the first ones, I just got reefed every single time just because I had no idea. I just hooked it and I was like, "Holy fuck, I hooked one!" You know, the next second it's like over the reef's edge, and you're there, you're gone. As soon as yep. they get over the reef, you're gone. Um, mm. Which you know that happens, and you learn from it. But yeah, now it's just you know coming back with fully crushed flies, you know, bitten off, whatever it is, you know. But it's you know you can spend all day casting at them to get. Not a single hooker. Do you know what I mean? What sort mm. of uh, hooks are you using on, mate? Uh, very strong ones. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I think SL12s pretty much majority yeah. of the time. Maybe the is it the S? Is, what's the eleven three H one? Oh, SL eleven three H. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the stronger version. All yeah. the good gear, mate. Yeah, yeah. all the good gear. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just getting luckier most of the time. What I have learned though is is don't fish by yourself and make sure the other person has a net. Yeah, otherwise that helps a lot. That helps a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, right. So yeah, you, you, this year we got were fortunate. A... We land we landed two this year. Um, yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, and the net was the goer. That helped a lot. 
<laughs> there's been times you've lost them simply because you're handling the rod and, and trying to handle the fish is just a too hard a task. Yeah, uh, like when you when you when you get to hold one, you like, okay. There's no handles on it, mate. Like yeah, it, no, there's like yeah, the tail kind of you just kind of slip right off. You kind of when you do grab it, you've got a kind of full belly death grip it, and then you got to like make sure you don't get bit because obviously it's a really hard beat because all they do is feed on coral. So they the just bolt cutters on, coral. on the front end yeah. there. That's all they do. They just punch on coral all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like you, you know, they destroy shit. Can you get bit? Yeah. Do they do they do they uh, chomp around? Do they when they're out of the water? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll still like kind of have their mouth going a little bit, you know. And they're yeah. really kind of weird fish. Like you'll hold, you'll have it out of the water, and it'll start to change color. You're like, oh no, this fish is you know starting to change color. You put it back in the water as soon as it touches water, back to that green color. Oh really? Yeah. Real real weird. It's like they pull them out of the water and they start to change color. Put them back in and it's like you know the water just kind of puts them back to their original color. Real weird. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, kind of a very interesting fish. And Dan and I had a, um, we had, well, Dan was there for two weeks, I think, you know, we had very lengthy discussions about, you know, everything there, mm. um, you know, and, you know, we obviously shared our thoughts and opinions. Um, like a real think tank. Yeah. On, yeah. You know, on the bummies and stuff like that, you know. Um, mm. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's just, it's it's a luck game, in my opinion. And, you know, a fish kind of show either showing interest or mm. you know you've kind of got a little lucky that it's kind of gone down on your crab. You know, but you, you, people do catch them on crab bait. So you know, if you want to scent your fly or something, maybe that'll be the way to go for you. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be some listeners now They're going to be like Yep, I'm going to get to the store To get some S-Factor And I'm going to use a uh, Flexo crab And fill it right up The old burly cage um, Check out the crab Yeah <laughs> That one that The one that Cranky guys Are nice Like a, a, a great size fish yeah. You know, like I know they get a lot bigger than that They so definitely that one's, do That one's yeah. um, That one's a good A really good size fish To be targeting For a good chance I'd imagine, right? Yeah, hundred percent. And some of those places you hook and you just like, you're like, oh, why was I even fishing here? But you know, it's like the the temptation there. You've, yeah, you're, you know, you just see them all with their tails in the air, and you're like cast at them. You get the air and you're like, oh, yes, it's amazing. And it's like, oh shit, reefed. You know, mm. some places are closer to you know the reef's edge. You know, you could be talking twenty meters. You know, yes, you got to risk it sometimes, but mm. yeah, yeah. It looks like I'm looking at the picture of Cranky Hold one on your page now, and he, he looks like he's standing on sand. But I, I guess I can sort of see over his back there. I can sort of see it looks like a bit of a reef flat yeah, heading out that way. It looks off into the horizon. It's obviously not got the island behind him. Yeah, no, so, that's, so you can kind of see the surf in the background there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's um, yeah, that's obviously close to shore. You brought it in close to shore for the photo. That's not the sort of the bottom. It's hanging over. No, no, definitely not. Like you can see, he's kind of what in ankle deep water there so he's probably walked in a, a little bit just to get that you know the mm. safety of knowing that you've got the fish and you're going to get a proper photo well cranky's yeah. what he's only four, four foot two or something anyway though right he has to, he has to <laughs> yeah. get into some pretty shallow water <laughs> yeah cranky is pretty small for his own yeah. safety yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's not a big lad nah <laughs> do you guys carry like a like a, a pfd around for him when you're in the, on the flats or uh, normally just you know, hold him by the back of the shirt the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon he'd be appreciative of that for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. So as you can see, you know, Craig is a big fella, so that fish, you know, is still a very good fish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't think anyone's ever caught a bad bumpy on fly. You no. Know? And that, yeah, that was, that was, that was good. I'm, I was glad Cranky caught that fish. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I think that was the first one he hooked. See, so you went yeah. one from one, you know, it's just a, sometimes it can be a luck game where you yeah. hook them and what they do. Sometimes they just, there is no stopping, you know, you're on a 10 way, pretty much fully locked up or something and it's still just going, you know, like shit. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's weird, you know. Everyone, it's the same as, like, a, a blue bass that everyone talks about how hard they go. Mm. You know, I was kept, oh, the one I was fortunate, the ones in the Westfields that I hooked never got off me stripping them in, you know. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like, never even got to the reel. So, yeah, I guess, I you know. Th- I don't those, agree with that. Yeah, it's like, it depends on what kind of happens, you know. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's depending on what the fish's attitude is like. Yeah. Kind of like fishing for triggers, eh? Really overrated. What's that? Kind of like fishing for triggers, right? Like really overrated. For trigger fish? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. We haven't seen any photos of Chris with triggers. So. Well, oh. yeah, they weren't they weren't, weren't popular when I was fishing for them. <laughs> no? Uh, I've caught plenty of them, but uh, I just I just don't rate them. I just reckon they they look kind of a little was, bit like. Uh, was that just because they were leather jackets or were they actually triggers? Yeah, you're right. I couldn't tell the difference, actually. And so <laughs> they sat there like triggers, uh, like leather jackets, just in the one spot. Just that it took took about, I don't know, I was really bad at my casting that day. I had 20 shots at it before it ate, you know, and just sat there the whole time. Just that one fish. No, I'm like kidding. No, it's all good. I'm, like, I'm only joking. Jesus, man. Like, you guys really no, took that somber tone there. Well, I didn't know the joke. You got to, you know. Yeah. I'm the like, those, th- those inside jokes only the joke work is if the, you know them. <laughs> Volty knows him, and he, and he's just going, "Yeah, I've never heard that before. That's a that's, yeah. a, that's a that's a fucking lie, Volts. He's left me hanging. Bad <laughs> co-host, man. <laughs> oh, man. I think yeah. I think Volty just likes me, makes me look like a bastard. You know, oh so, no, nah, you no, know. nah, it's just my mates will ring me up and go, Chris, what's he talking about? You know, and then I have to fucking defend him. You know, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, just follow the beef. Yeah. See, that's that's yeah. <laughs> So I have to put pictures up of triggers now. Is it for that? Yeah. How many triggers oh, have you caught? Well, many, I don't they know. Just, well, they just leather jackets. No fucking <laughs> fucking heat, man. I guess you know. It's just uh. They were. I used to have guys take great them. great pleasure in standing on their nests and then were, casting were, at them. You know. Were they from Bali? Yeah, they're all from Bali. Oh. I've never caught them anywhere else. Does it count? Uh, that probably not. I don't really. Nah. nah. No, the trigger nah. fishing there is very very good. It's quite a cool fishery that. Uh, at, at Christmas Island. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'll get anything like that anywhere else. Yeah. That's quite a cool fishery. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, it is, I, I guess, in, in all seriousness, I am a bit amazed at the popularity of them, I suppose, that's, um, in recent times. But, uh, um, but yeah. Well, they, they give it, they give a challenge, you know, with the, with the cast. Maybe Kinda. back in, maybe, I don't know, when did you go there, 95? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been there. I went there the first time in uh, in 2004, and last time was in 2011. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's, uh, so how um, many people were going then? Uh, there was I don't know three or four people on the island at that stage. I think uh, I think it was uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what it was called then. Pretty sure we yeah. named it Christmas Island. Pretty sure we done it. <laughs> it everything. But, uh, <laughs> nah, look, it's, uh, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't, um, it definitely wasn't as popular as it, as it, as it was through the, two, uh, through the teens, that's for sure. Yeah. Definitely not, you know, that's for sure. But, you know, who knows what the next thing will be. Toadfish, pufferfish, oh, I, I don't mate, know. Did you see that porcupine fish I caught in Codens? Yeah, that's a monster. Yeah, how's that one? Yeah, look it's at that. That's the sickest. That's the sickest fish I've ever caught. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it, Chris? I'm looking at it now. Isn't that a beast? That well, thing's huge. By the way, that that's not like a tiny fish. That that thing was. Oh like, no, I, I can see that. That's huge. That's uh. I couldn't I, hold. I, it. I reckon that thing would have been moving faster across the flats than than any triggerfish, though, right? <laughs> oh mate, you should have seen it. It would have been at a pace of like like. Like, like if you were laying on your side, rolling along the beach, you know. <laughs> like you should have seen it. It took a whole one click of my reel. <laughs> like it just took, you know, it just like as soon as I got it to the reel, it just went, tick, and that was it. Yes. Look at that on it. it looks like a hyena or something. It's just looks like a character out of Star out of Star Wars or something, man. I reckon. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like we. Uh, yeah, but you'd be really worried about that Sith Lord taking over Cocos Island. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. fish is ugly too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, slam dunk, mate. Jesus, that's so disrespectful, I guess. Jimmy, I'm sorry, mate. Uh, just don't ever come back again. <laughs> you say that, but you'll go away in a couple of days and you're like, why is why are they not calling me back? It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not that we don't want to. It's just that, um, you know. No one wants to hear it again. Yeah, I don't know. We do. We do. <laughs> Maybe. I think they do. That's pretty interesting, <laughs> mate. It's, it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment. Everyone wants to know about Cocos Island. And um, clearly you guys are going to have the best setup that's been there probably ever, you know. Yeah. And probably yeah. ever will be. But, um, Hopefully, you know, we tried to do things right from the get go. So, yeah, it, it's not a kind of build on it. Yeah. It's a, trying to do it correctly from the beginning and then hopefully to just get better. Um, you know, whether that be hopefully next season, making a longer season and then also bringing in the sports fishing side for non-fly fishermen or people that want that kind of crossover yep. potential. The hybrid. Cause, yeah, you know, because yep. it is there. It's it's an insane sports fishing destination that is also untapped. Mm. That, you know, the locals that are there now are starting to get into sports fishing, the jigging, and kind of leaving the fly fishing, which is cool by me. Yeah, yeah more, the more space, people they go. Yeah is better the name the hello backing i mean is where, where did that come from is that is that like what a trout he sees when he hooks his first bonefish like um, <laughs> yeah i think it i think it may have been from God like <laughs> i think it may have been from like the second trip where i spent the whole time going to nick after me hooking every fish yeah it was just going up to me, oh, smell my fingers you smell it that's backing <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just winding him up just because he just couldn't get a fish. Oh, really? Yeah. I think that may have been where it came from. Hello, backing. Yeah. And then then I think he may have screamed like, hello, backing, when he finally got, a, you know, a, a proper fish to get to the backing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's possibly where it came from. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a it's a cool catchy name, that's for sure. Yellow yeah. backing. Yeah. Well, you know the bonefish get you there pretty quickly, so. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Totally yeah. agree. I guess the yeah. problem is if the backing says hello back, that's when you've been fishing too much. <laughs> yeah, that's probably when you should have uh, double-checked your knots. Yeah, or maybe you know. drunk a bit more water through the day or something, you know. Yeah. The sun's probably getting to you. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mate, <laughs> how, like uh, in, impartially, like it's um, – would you, I mean, if you're going to give the sell to people who have been to, you know, like uh, the, the adults that you've been to or the islands you've been to, you know, what what would be the sell for, for Cocos, do you think? You know, I mean, even not a, not only for Australians, but, but international people, because a lot of international listeners who listen to this show as well, probably yeah. going, probably on Google right now, looking at Cocos now. Yeah. What would you tell them? That's a very beautiful place. Now, um, I wouldn't. Don't put it as a, a fishery that you're going to expect to catch, like, you know, 50 bonefish a day. Uh-huh. Like, you, it's not the expectation that you want to go there with. Um, like, you're going to get shots at fish. You know, you're going to see fish, and it's always up to the angler whether or not that happens. Like, those are converted. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing worse than hearing someone, oh, I heard that, you know, Chris went there and he caught 60 bonefish a day. Oh, you know, for the whole week, you know, mm. catching GTs and bumpies and permit, you know, and I went there and only caught one fish a day, you know. Chris has gone out and he's practiced every day before he went there, you know. So yeah. you just, you know, you got to make sure people's expectations are correct, you know. You're going to see bonefish. You're going to hopefully catch bonefish. You're going to definitely see bumpies. Hopefully you get lucky and you get one. You know, you might see permit. You'll see sharks snorkeling, you know, if you want the, the break, you know, the snorkeling is a, is next level there, um, mm. which is something that, weirdly enough, I was like, why, why, I'm never going to go snorkeling here. I just want to go fishing, just want to catch fish, you know. And then mm. now I found myself, like, every time I get the chance, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go snorkeling, you know. It's just so beautiful there. Um, yeah, it's just, it is a place that, you know, it has its challenges and you, I don't want people to go there thinking it's going to be easy fishing. You know, a lot of people expect bonefish. They put it back to Christmas Island. You know, they, you know, that's their benchmark, mm. which, 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 which I hate because Christmas Island is, it's very, very easy. Mm. You know, this oh. is, this is not, you know, you've got big fish, big bonefish, and hopefully you convert that sort of stuff. You know, you've got good accommodation, good food. You know, everything's sorted for you. All you got to do is get there. That's the next problem. Mm. Yeah, right. Is obviously you know with every everything that's kind of happening in the in the world at the moment is just getting there. What so. I got a I got a question, mate. We haven't really touched on uh, the GTs at Cocos. They're they're free range and not chummed. Definitely not chummed. Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. like with the sharks on the on the flats if you yeah. start chumming there? Yeah. No, they're definitely definitely not chummed. Um, the GTs fishing can be, you know, on a on a on a really good day, can be exceptional. Um, oh. You know, we've had double hookups. Um, you know, perfect example is you know Cranky said to me, he's like, James, I've never, you know, he lives in Carrara, and he's like, James, I've never caught a GT on the flats. I want to catch one. You know, uh-huh. I was like, all right, come with me. You know, we went to the flat. And fortunately enough, this day there was a pack of 
30, 30 GTs on the flat, all hunting together. Wow. On the, on the one flat, and you know, and we're talking on the flat, so we're talking knee deep water here, bow waving in like a, a triangle down the flat. And I was like, Cranky, this is your moment, you know. And he was almost just amazed the fact that he had 30 GTs running down the flat at him, you know. Well, what, 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 like, is this even real? You know, and that doesn't happen, you know, often, you know, but when it does, it's pretty spectacular to, you know, have that sort of stuff. And, you know, he managed to convert and get his first GT, you know, in skinny water, you know, sight fished mm. and massive pack attack. You know, it actually took him three shots at the school. First time hit the water, it just they all went in there all at the same time and pretty much hit each other's heads, you know. God. Yeah, and kind of all missed the fly. It's like, how did that even happen? It's amazing. It happens so much, you know. They all go for the fly, but they all miss it somehow, you know. And then waited for them to come back around, and they next cast and got them, which was really really cool. Um, you know, some days de- really weird depending on the moon, the tide. You just won't even see it, you too. You know, so some days they're there, some days they're not. You know, it's not a guaranteed. You know, like a. It's not a Seychelles of, you know, Cosmolita of GTs, you know. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. So I think getting one, you know, is is great. Um, and you, you can have shots at them, definitely. And I always, always, always walk with a GT rod. You, you always see them. And it's always when you don't have a GT rod. So that's oh. why you always carry one. Mm. Um, so very realistic chance of getting GTs on the flight there, yeah. Not chummed. Yeah, all sight, all sight fished. Um, you know, depending on what's happening, you know, um, you've seen that drone footage will of the big bait ball on the flight yep. with hundreds yep. of sharks, hundreds of GTs. We pulled GTs from that, you know. Oh um, wow, which yeah. is really really cool. Um, you know, you get the singles running. You'll you'll get grubbing GTs there, so they'll be you'll catch them on shrimps when you'll be fishing for bowfish. Yep, that, that, that's probably the most common way. Is a lot of people accidentally catch them. Really? Um, yeah, you'll have GTs kind of tailing, grubbing, you know, looking for shrimp, um, stuff like that, um, and they'll just cast their bone, at, that bonefish fly at it, and they'll get them on that. Mm. Is, is, is yeah. it seasonal, that island? Um, yes. I'm going to say yes because they do have trade winds. So the doldrums, which is no wind, so we're talking zero knots, and I mean – genuine like glassed out zero knots mm. from kind of late november till start of april oh geez that's a pretty big time yeah, yeah. so it's kind of that when i say late november it's kind of like the start of november but you kind of got that slight transition period yeah, yeah right, okay. obviously in that doldrum time is cyclone season that's mm. like you go in the trade winds and you've got that kind of 15 to 25 knot winds or you go in the doldrums when you're at kind of zero to five knots or, the it's, or it's 50 knots because of the cyclone, you know, <laughs> the, tra- yeah. the, the fish has got to be, the fishing has got to be somewhat easier around the trade, trade winds I'd imagine, right? Why? Because the fish wouldn't be as, as spooky. They'd be, you'd be getting uh, closer to them and no, you can, you can, you can, I've had multiple times that, you know, in the doldrums, you know, you're glassed out, you cast a fish, 
for some reason, spooks, you pick the fly up and you castle it as it's running away from you. And as soon as the fly hits the water, it turns around and grabs it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. like, yeah. So this is Disneyland, is that you're saying, yeah? No, that's why I said <laughs> don't expect that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, like, yeah, that does happen, you know. It's not, yeah. it's very rare for a fish to spook there. I, I think a lot of people who'd be looking at your page, learning about Cocos now, would would appreciate your honesty with that, Jimmy, for sure, mate. You know, yeah. it's um, you know, it's it's not. I mean, I, I gave you the opportunity to to sell it, and um, and I think for people that are like uh um, I uh are not new to fishing, you, you did, you know, yeah. um, and I think a lot of people would appreciate the the uh, the fact that you didn't go, oh mate, it's a pig out here. I guarantee you'll get here, and you know, it's yeah. uh. A million zillion you know, porcupine fish, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so, the only one I've ever seen there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that it's uh, definitely um, definitely a, uh, yeah. uh, a like, realistic thing. I couldn't think of anything worse than me telling someone, oh, it's amazing, you know, the fish flying out of the water and you just, like, put your hand in the water and it eats your finger, you know what I mean? you got to hide the fly while you're tying you know, it on. Yeah, stuff. N- yeah, you know, like, you I don't want someone to go there and for some reason they have a bad week, don't know what it is, and then I have that feeling and, oh, but James told me it was going to be really, like, amazing. Like, it is really, really good, don't get me wrong, but I don't want people to go there with that expectation of stupidly insane. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's um, it's one of those things, your expectations when you go on these trips, you all want to have the killer trip, but... yeah. You know, if you have these unrealistic expectations, no matter how good the trip ends up being, you don't judge it on your merits. You judge it against these these high standards you got in your head. Yeah, so, exactly. You yeah. know, one of the one of the things you'd, you'd probably say to to anyone as a, as a guide, you know, to, to take along on these trips is, you know, practice, take your bag of skills, but take some, you know, realistic, yeah. realistic expectations and and an open mind, and you'll learn more and have mm. a better time. Yeah, but definitely. Like I always go on every fishing trip with the. I yeah. tried to go with the lowest expectations of just, oh, yeah, is it going to be really that good? Oh, I don't yeah. know about that. And then you go there and you're like, oh, shit, this is pretty cool. You know, you're kind of, yeah. you're at the bottom. So you've only got up to go. Do you know what I mean? I know. Like, oh, fuck, this place is beautiful. You know, how relaxing is this? Oh, cool, catching fish. Yeah. Oh, you know, next thing you know, oh, shit, I've got about 25 fish today, you know. Yeah, it's all. You know, all oh, I, had, I, had, I, had, I had shots at you know, a permit or, you know, yeah. hooked a trigger, you know. Yeah. You, you don't know what's happening, you know. Yeah. You got to treat every day differently because the next day you never know. You could go, oh, I only caught one fish. Yeah. Yeah. You guys taking you to a shithole, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well. That won't you happen. Said, you, you may have said something rude to him. He's just saying, oh, stuff this guy and take you to a shit plate. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, I know you weren't kidding. Would, that wouldn't yeah. happen at Hello Backing. No, yeah, that's a that. joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, mate, um, with that in mind too, we've uh, we've exceeded our, our time limit. Um, that's time, right. Time to, to wrap this puppy up, as they say. In, in Three the hours isn't long enough? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should no, we, We've only been recording for an hour and 30. It, we don't count the hour and 30 uh, before that, that we were talking <laughs> before we recorded. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right yeah well thanks for your time james and um uh we've really appreciated talking to you it's been very enlightening no, thank you for having me did you say it's been a lightning no i said enlightening oh okay yeah. cool yeah that, that sounds way way better 
Yeah, uh, very, I like the lightning. That sounds uh, cool. Yeah. Ride the lightning. Yeah. You've been very a lightning. <laughs> Quick and electrifying. <laughs> well, cool, man. No, like I, I agree. There's been it's been a um it's been a cool show, man. I'm glad we've learned more about yourself and Cocos Island and um and trout. Thank you. And yeah. Hopefully, you see some people there potentially. Yeah, yeah. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go. It'd be good. Yeah, come catch some porcupines, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. awesome. All right, James. Well, we'll um, we'll wrap this puppy up and uh, yeah, get out of here. Awesome. Thank you. I'm going to edit that out and I'm going to use it for ransom. <laughs> well, welcome back, listeners. And uh, we've just uh, had the pleasure of uh, Hello Backings, uh, James Norney, also known as Mountain Fly Vic. Um, mm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed that one. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, it's not very often we go into shows without any idea what we're going to talk about at all. Mm. Um, but sometimes when we do it, they're gems. Sometimes they're shows about fly lines. <laughs> it could go either way. This time it went really well. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was um, it was a, a journey we get to go along with the um, with the listener as well because normally we have a bit of a plan, and this time we sort of thought, nah, look, let's just um, let's just not have a plan with this one. And um, you know. James is very unique in terms of his outlook and experience and, you know, where he's based and what he guides on. It's, it's pretty amazing. So we just thought the lack of structure would be best to explore a few few different things there. Um, and, and there are a lot of angles to what James does too. We didn't really get into because, you know, wouldn't have done them all justice with, you know, things like Architaki, Christmas Island, um, you know, I, I can tell Numea. from Numir, yeah, yeah, this pretty widely experienced dude so yeah mm. he's he a handy guy i don't think we said it on the show or he said how old he is which will probably spin a lot of people out yeah. or he, he might have hinted towards it when when i asked him when he got into guiding but <laughs> he he said he got into guiding at 21 he's yeah he went to went on his 21st to xmouth with al donald right and um and you, you heard him say how old he was off the air when we were talking, right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. So, so yes, that's, in all that experience, you go through his page and check out his whole experience with guiding. James is only 26. Yeah. What the fuck is your excuse, people? <laughs> Look at this guy giving it a good crack, eh? It's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. It's impressive, yeah. eh? Very motivated young bloke, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's good. It was good. Yeah. Um, All downhill from here, James. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that because it's it's using less effort to go downhill, you know? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, It's, it's easier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to go uphill, right? You don't want to go uphill. No. No, keep yeah, rolling downhill. down. Hard work going uphill now. You can coast and just cruise. Yeah. 
That's yeah, it. in the wind, mate. <laughs> Reduce that wind resistance. You know, yeah. just pull it, pull it back a bit, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, mate, um, you know, it was a good episode, and it has inspired me to one day, uh, you know, design and build my own super yacht out of just household products and sail over to Cocos Island. <laughs> Something I think you'd nail that, mate. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah. Chris's arc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. come in two by two, two eight weights, two <laughs> ten weights. <laughs> two intermediate lines. Yeah. And two sheep for some kiwis. Two, yeah. two flexos and two two tubes of S Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Not mucking around, mate. <laughs> two two bags of carp eggs. <laughs> it was it was fun to exp- to explain about uh dining straight from the vent riverside <laughs> to Jimmy. Yep. It's rare that we get a guest on who hasn't done their due diligence and never listened to us before, which is which is great. <laughs> Come out with all these jokes. Had no idea about the trigger fish. <laughs> Left me hanging there. But, uh, That's the only only way to get you to stop it. You know, I was like a I was like a, a guide on Christmas Island with no chum, just <laughs> just hanging there with nothing to do. <laughs> so um but we got through it and it was uh it was riveting stuff mm-hmm. it was yeah. good i'm glad you asked about the chum there but uh and i did like how how jimmy was um was painting a pretty accurate picture there you know like it's uh i felt the need to intervene there given the reputation sharks have have, have you know earned themselves in recent years up the east coast at least of queensland mm. and um and from what we learned with dean last week in regards to the sharks around up in northern territory as well and i'm sure there's other places in australia that, that i'm overlooking when i talk about this but um you know jimmy probably wouldn't know being in victoria in regards to that just how uh infamous the word shark is in regards to fishermen so when he's sort of talking about how what he was what he was basically describing is how how healthy the ecosystem is there which which a healthy ecosystem has sharks Mm. Um, you know, I just had to, wanted to sort of step in and just make sure that you know it wasn't getting, um, you know, it wasn't getting taken out of, con- um, well, getting misconceived, mis, mis, misinterpreted, I should say. Sorry. Mis- yeah. Misconstrued. Yeah. Misconstrued yeah. was the word I was thinking of. Yeah. But it is eleven forty-eight at night right now. Yep. And uh, my work brain not stuff well. <laughs> Very lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I probably should come into these interviews, you know, pre-anticipating what I'm going to say. <laughs> but sometimes it uh, it doesn't really happen that way. Yeah. You know? mm. I can't yeah, think but... of anything else Andy used to say now. <laughs> mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, um, who we got on next week, mate? Um, <laughs> I was going to say something stupid there, but that would have bit me in the ass, and I quickly withdrew that. Um, we have got – should we uh, – let's, let's not – well, should we talk about – I mean, who knows? I mean, we, we always advertise this show. People know what they're going to hear before we have it. We've got an Australian fly tire on by the name of The Chad, I like to call him. The Chad. The Chad. 
So that's his surname or his... No, that's, that's, that's his first and last and middle name, The Chad. The Chad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's all we can. I mean, let's just let's just leave it there, I suppose, and create a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, air of mystery in regards to that. But the mm-hmm. chat is 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 a, a young, up and rising uh, talent in the fly tying scene within Australia, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to get the lowdown on the on the chat. Yeah, right. That'd mm. be exciting, mate. Get the yeah, lowy down. Makes, yeah, get the lowy down. Gonna get the gonna get the good mulch on um, on the chat. Doesn't make sense. Not even a proper saying. I don't even know what you're going on about, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a, a get a, get a pitcher plant and we're gonna bring it back life in this interview with the chat. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, sounds good. Let's do it. Let's go to bed now. Uh, just clarifying, right. in separate houses, in separate beds, okay? Yes. Yeah, don't yeah, don't yeah. go around wording it like that, mate. Yeah, You put us both in an awkward position when you do that. We're, <laughs> we're a long way apart, listeners. We're hundreds of kilometres separating us. Yep. We'll be retiring to our own respective wives. Yes. Yeah. Happily married. Yep, that's right. Yep. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, I think it's a good time to um, uh, eject eject yeah. ourselves from the show before any uh, any any future words don't work well stuff things. That's the fatigue coming into it. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's a good idea to have a coffee right now. No, let's go, man. I'm just gonna have a V drink instead. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right, Volts. Um, mate, I hope, I hope by this time next week we hear of um, more tilapia that you've caught and um, potentially some sort of uh, odd magging story in regards to the people that live in the park. Yeah, I might go down and check it out, see if it's returned to its former glory. Maybe yeah. someone's thrown some more heavy metal objects off that bridge. Who knows? Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, Needles. Needles, yeah. Guns, yeah. Yep. Good work. Oh, that's mm. Ripper. Ripper reader. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you. All right, mate. See ya. Yeah.